Hi, this is Brian Schneider, co-chair of Aaron Fox's Nonprofits and Associations Practice. And we're here again today for a podcast covering hot legal issues that our clients are asking us about. And today I've got with me Alex Romero, expert attorney with experience in labor and employment law. She advises lots of for-profit and nonprofit clients on a day-to-day basis on compliance with laws that apply to employees. And in this case, our clients are routinely asking, how do we bring our teams back to the office safely? What are some of the legal implications that we need to think about as we do bring our teams back, particularly now that some folks may have their employees starting to be vaccinated and starting to becoming more comfortable coming back to the office? Alex, thanks for being with us today. Um, Let's just start off. So can we as an employer require our employees to come back to the office? Thanks, Brian. Yeah, so the answer to that question is generally yes. Although first and foremost, of course, you would want to check with the restrictions in your area to make sure that you're not in a phase of reopening that prohibits workers from coming back into the office. As we've seen uh, higher case numbers in various jurisdictions, some of them have moved backwards in terms of what's permissible. But assuming that it's allowed in your jurisdiction, yes, you can require employees to come back to the office with one important caveat, which is that you may have to accommodate employees who feel like they cannot come back due to an increased risk of exposure to COVID-19 based on a disability or a serious medical condition. In those cases, you may have an obligation under the Americans with Disabilities Act and other similar local and state laws to provide accommodation that can include allowing an employee to work from home or allowing them to take leave if there is no work for them to do working remotely. So it's a very fact-intensive kind of analysis, and you're going to want to evaluate those cases individually. But absent any type of a serious medical condition, yes, you should be allowed to bring employees back. And one important note is that many employees have kind of a very understandable generalized fear of contracting COVID-19 and maybe reluctant, but that wouldn't qualify them for a disability accommodation unless it's based on some type of serious medical condition that they have. Great. We're getting a lot of clients that ask that question these days, so that's helpful information. If we do have employees coming back, you know, when I go to some stores now, they ask me before I come in, have I come into contact with someone with COVID-19 in the last 24 hours? Or are you waiting on a test result? Or do you have any symptoms today before I can even come in? Is that something that employers should do with their employees? Or should they fill out a form to document that before they come into the office? So that is something that we've seen some employers doing, and there are alternatives to that if you feel like it's too burdensome or it's not feasible to have employees filling out a form every day saying whether or not they have a temperature or exhibiting symptoms or waiting on a test result. We've also seen employers just generally advise employees about what the expectations are, that they should not come to work if they're exhibiting symptoms, that they would be expected to quarantine for a certain period of time if they've had an exposure, and then just generally hold employees to those policies without requiring some type of a daily sign-in sheet, although that's certainly something you can do if you would like to. One important thing to remember is that if you are having employees submit a form and it asks medical questions regarding symptoms or whether or not an employee has a fever, um, if you're asking them to record, for example, their daily temperature, that would likely be considered a medical record. So if you're retaining those documents, it's important to keep those confidential and keep them someplace that is separate from the employee's general personnel file. 
in the same vein, I mean, would it be helpful to ask employees to sign some sort of waiver? So we've gotten a lot of questions on this topic as well, and there are some limitations to the value of having employees sign a waiver. First and foremost is that if an employee contracts COVID-19 and there's some evidence that it was the result of a workplace exposure, any types of claims that they may have against you, the employer, would largely be governed by the workers' compensation system, which is what we call the workers' comp bar, meaning that workers' comp is their exclusive remedy and it would bar them from being able to pursue any type of a claim in court. So there's a limited need for a waiver in the employee-employer context. But one way that employers could get some assurances is if they are having employees return to the workplace, do so on a purely voluntary basis. And then if that's if something that you're doing, have employees sign some type of acknowledgement indicating that they're returning purely because they want to and not because the employer is requiring them to do so. Does the same logic apply if you've got contractors coming into the office? So it's a little bit different because the workers' compensation system purely governs the employee-employer relationship. But we have seen a lot of clients take an approach similar to if they were requiring employees to come voluntarily into the workplace. Having your contractor sign some type of acknowledgement indicating that they're in your workplace on a purely voluntary basis. And also a good thing to do in those circumstances is providing them with whatever policies that you have in place governing your own employees and the steps that they're expected to take in the workplace, such as maintaining distance, frequent hand washing, mask usage, and things along those lines. And that raises another question that I've had in mind lately is, you know, can employers require their employees and contractors coming into the office to do things like that, to wear a mask, for example? Yes. And in fact, that's something that employers should be requiring employees to do in any circumstance where they can't maintain a sufficient distance between employees. So this is a problem that we've seen come up with employers in the manufacturing sector, for example, who have employees working on a production line where it's just not feasible for them to maintain the necessary amount of distance. In those cases, you absolutely would want to require your employees to wear masks. But again, there is the same important caveat as there is with respect to bringing employees back into the workplace generally, which is that you may have an obligation under the ADA to provide an accommodation to someone who is not medically capable of wearing a mask because of some type of serious medical condition or disability. If they have a condition that impacts their respiratory function, it may be very difficult for them to safely wear a mask, in which case you'd want to be sure that you are exploring alternatives, for example, you know, rearranging their work site so they can maintain the appropriate distance or allowing them to work remotely or take leave if there's no remote work for them to be doing. That's really helpful. And, you know, sort of thinking about requiring employees to do things, what about vaccination? So a lot of manufacturers, for example, are going to be prioritized in the next round of vaccines and, you know, maybe in the next quarter will be open more widely. Can employers require their employees to get vaccinated in order to come into the office? So, yeah, as you can imagine, this is a question that we've been getting very, very frequently as the vaccine rollout continues. And yes, generally speaking, employers can require employees to get vaccines. For example, this is something that employers in the healthcare sector have been doing for a while now. Many patient-facing roles, employees in those positions have been required to get flu vaccines, for example. So, yes, generally speaking, it is permissible to require an employee to get a vaccine 
as a condition of coming back into the workplace. But again, same caveats. There are circumstances where you may have to make exceptions. For example, if someone has a medical condition that would make it difficult for them to or impossible to safely take a vaccine, you may be obligated to provide an accommodation. But in addition, if there are employees who have religious beliefs um, that would uh, prevent them from obtaining a vaccine, you may also be required to provide accommodations in that circumstance, unless there's no way to safely accommodate employees through other means like remote work or things along those lines. But important things to remember if you are requiring employees to get vaccines as a condition of returning to work is that the employer will likely be required to pay for the cost of the vaccine, including the time spent obtaining the vaccine. That would be considered working time that employees would have to be compensated for. And in addition, if you're getting any type of medical records substantiating the fact that they've gotten the vaccine, those would be things you'd have an obligation to keep confidential and maintain separately from employee personnel files. So kind of a middle ground that we've seen a lot of employers taking is not making vaccines mandatory, but strongly encouraging employees to get the vaccine or providing some type of incentive for them to do so, which helps employers kind of avoid some of the complications that come with making the vaccine mandatory. Interesting. What kinds of incentives have you heard of employers offering? So we've seen a few cases where employers are offering things like gift cards or maybe providing them with a few extra days of PTO, things along those lines. You know, nothing substantial, but just something that might make employees who are perhaps a little bit hesitant more inclined to go get the vaccine. Well, again, Alex, thank you. We're just about out of time. And so I want to thank you again for your time today. And thanks to our listeners. You can listen to our, all of our podcasts at AaronFox.com and wherever you download your podcasts. And we look forward to connecting again with you soon.